This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. From Race Wars Podcast, this is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gay Tommy. That's Are we already fun. recording? Oh we, okay, that's how we're starting. Don't yes, yes, no, no, we're recording. Okay, ready? This yeah. is the, Shelby. You better leave that Hillary Killer. This Clinton. is probably the cleanest intro we've ever done to a show. Uh, <laughs> it's honestly true. All right, let's, set, let's set some ground rules. Who knows about podcasting? We can't talk over one another. Just kidding. <laughs> no, we, we do are this trying all to the minimize. Time. We're trying to minimize crosstalk. We suck so hard at it. Like yeah. we, we're the worst. No one's ever been worse at it than us. No we worries. I facilitated lots. Of meetings and I will get you to stop. Okay, so that <laughs> voice, that voice you just heard is Persephone Smith. Do we is Persephone Smith how you're running? Persephone Sarah Jane Smith. All right. Persephone Sarah Jane Smith running for what are you, you running Persephone? for? Persephone. Everyone. <laughs> because for some reason no one has heard of any sort of Greek myth before. You're the Hermione of this room <laughs> <laughs> but not as awful as Emma Watson. I just mean nobody ever, is. Well for the first million years of reading that book I just called her Hermione (laughs) that is hideous thank god she's cute (laughs) okay so Persephone Sarah Jane Smith uh, what are you running for? Answer, yes. I am running for city council in District 37, which comprises of a little bit of Brownsville, East New York, and Bushwick. That's Bra- that's Brooklyn, New yes, York. Brooklyn. You're running, so this is municipal. And then our other guest today is James Lane. James Lane, tell, tell the people what you're running for. Yeah, so my name is James Lane, and I'm running for public advocate of New York City. And don't get me confused with Tish James. Uh-oh. See, that's why I think Uh-oh. I think she stole a lot of votes from me last night because everyone said, "Let's vote for James," and they voted for the wrong James. So I'm, James is the first name, Lane is the last You'll name. You'll never make that mistake again, James. Okay, so I know what a city councilor is, but what's a public advocate do? So yeah, so a public advocate was officially president of the city council. Uh, yeah, and the city council did not like that, <laughs> so they sort of demoted that position and made it more of a watchdog for the public. So basically, whenever your city agencies or your elected officials fail you, you're supposed to come to the public advocate, and they're supposed to raise those issues and get whatever happened fixed and resolved and make it so it never happens again. Why would you want a job that's guaranteed to suck and be a pain in the ass? Uh, Because the last public – actually, the first public advocate we had was Mark Mark Green, and I thought he was great. When was was that? Mark Green? No, no, when was that? The first one. Oh, God, was it 92? Oh, so this was like about 25 yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when they first started. Yeah. 25 years ago? No. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm a millionaire. And he was great. I mean, he, he was always out there in the street, you know, bringing up the issues of the day, you know, making press conferences, whatever. You knew he was out there. You knew he was fighting for you. I remember, uh, I think, I don't know if he was a public advocate when this happened, but after like the September 11 attacks, for example, and people started rounding up you know, Muslims, <laughs> like they're doing now, but they were doing it really hardcore there and just lock them into detention centers. He helped organize a bunch of uh, protests about this, you know, and to help raise awareness that people are getting locked up right now, but even though nobody was talking about it while they're waving their American flags and going USA, USA, and never forget and all that kind of stuff. So sort of acts as a liaison between the municipal government and the constituents. Exactly. Okay, so mm. the current uh, public advocate is Letitia James. Yes. Yeah? What's wrong with her? Why, why do, well, shouldn't she be so the when somebody advocate. runs for office, it's not necessarily because something is wrong with somebody else. Uh, it, it's because we actually <laughs> feel that there's a sector of the community that could be represented differently by somebody else. For example, um, Tish James is great on paper. She's great at rallies. Uh, she protested like in uh, Brooklyn. She protested the, the construction of the Barclay Center. But unfortunately, she signed off for that project. Before she knew all the horrors that was mm. going to be right. When you right. said great on paper, I was like, where is this going? She's yeah. not a fucking like I- Okay, <laughs> yeah. so what's wrong? Well, I want to come back to the Barclays Center because that's that's where I sort of around where I live now. Yeah. But I also want to kind of just ask you, why are you running? Like, what's wrong with whoever's <sighs> representing? I don't um, know who, who is representing uh, East New York. That would be uh, Ronaldo Espinal Jr. Okay. Huh? Raphael Espinal Jr. Why do I know that name? Um, Against my will. I, I have. I'm not sure. Did you accidentally read a newspaper? Thank you so much. Um, but uh, I live in a neighborhood that is an immigrant neighborhood, and Thanks, you know the 
income median is rather low. And so we're not getting the, a lot of people aren't getting the affordable housing that they need. And what happened, well, with him, <laughs> so apparently a bill had gone through the city council that uh, would rezone a lot of areas, a lot of districts. And he was so happy for this because it would rezone some of East New York so that these uh, real estate developers can come in and put high rises in. And you know what happens when high rises come in? You know, the, the rent is out of reach of anybody who actually lives in that neighborhood. And it, the neighborhood slowly becomes gentrified. And, mm-hmm. well, I'm definitely anti-gentrification. And pushing out the the poor that live in this neighborhood, who everybody say, oh, well, they're stealing our jobs, but you know they're doing the jobs that no one wants to do, mm-hmm. and and that you know they're you know they're happy with their with their jobs. They want to find a place for their family to live instead of being pushed out to the edges of New York City. Um, uh, here's a question so, I have: Do you have any concept of like? What percentage of the population in your district is actually able to vote for you? <sighs> um, wow. I know my district has somewhere in a neighborhood of 350,000 people. Um, I believe only 26% of the population came out to vote. Uh, in you mean the last in this past one, 2016? Yeah. Um, no, the uh, last city council uh, oh. vote. Um, I'm not sure what the vote was for this past one. Uh, That that was a horror show. Um, But uh, you mean you didn't vote for Trump? (laughs) Oh, I tried so hard to, but my finger just kept going the other way. Um, Who did you vote for? Who did you? I actually, this is an interesting question. Who did you? Honestly, I did not vote because I had moved for a short time. (laughs) Okay, I did. I had moved to Massachusetts for three months, and by the time my registration got through, everything was over. These answers get greener and greener. I know it's so great. Wait, who did you vote for? I voted for Jill Stein. Yeah, did you feel good about that vote? I felt great about it. Why? Because Jill Stein is my candidate. What's good? What's great about Jill Stein? This is the thing <laughs> that I don't get. Because we had a Jamu Baraka on hole. the show. Okay. This is your hole. This that is you my hole. I know. We call it hole when I when I harass people criminally about Israel because it's my thing. Yeah. Right. This is your hole. You I know. have a hole. Well, because I think though that like we that the Greens have a Jill Stein problem, but that's like <laughs> well, it's not a Jill Stein problem. The Greens have is a party of values. It's a party of four key pillars of you know. Nonviolence, social justice, grassroots democracy, and ecological wisdom. This is like so this is literally pillars. the four pillars. These are literally our four pillars. When it's somewhere. hot outside, do you guys just run up to people and say, "I told you so." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, that oh, happened well probably before. Really no, like but it. like the, the problems that Persephone <laughs> talked about, not being able to vote in this election. That's one of the things that the Greens have been fighting for as long as I've been a Green for at least you know sixteen years. Is that we should have things like same day voter registration. Mm-hmm. You know, we should have things like you know getting rid of the electoral college show that people feel empowered to vote, like each vote counts, rather than what happened in this past election where Hillary Clinton won the popular vote but lost because of the Electoral College. Same thing happened 16 years ago, and instead of the elected officials doing anything about it to do a constitutional amendment, they attacked our Green Party candidate, Ralph Nader, in 2000, Mm -hmm. which Ralph Nader wasn't the only independent candidate running in Florida. There were other candidates from David McReynolds to (laughs) Pat Buchanan who got more than the 532 votes that Al Gore lost by. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to win, and it's going to be despite whoever else is running. So if you have to blame a third party for your loss, then you weren't going to win. That's exactly what we've been saying. Yeah. Thank you if very much. If you weren't able to mobilize enough people, right. then you can probably fuck yourself for the next four yeah, years Yeah, and the now. other thing that the Greens try <laughs> to do is we try to do something where we have, like, ranked choice voting. You know, that would be... So, so ranked choice voting be, would be like, say, I want to vote for Jill Stein, but, you know, maybe somebody else would like to, but they're really more of a Hillary supporter because they want to hedge their bets. The, I mean, yeah. Right, so that way, if you voted for... For Jill, huh. right? And she didn't get enough votes to win the election. Your vote is transferred to your second choice vote, which would be the Democrat or whoever was the favorite in that race. So that way you can vote for multiple candidates. It gets ranked. And you can really have a true democracy within your own ballot. Well, especially on like a federal level, like what that would do is that that impacts like finance shit. So mm-hmm. if they get a certain percentage based on like whatever algorithm would allow that to happen, 
then like the greens could actually have a budget larger than what did Jabari say? It was like three hundred thousand dollars annually for the National yeah. Green Party. Yeah, something right. obscenely small. But Very. even on a local level, like you know, once again, going back to Persephone's statement in two thousand thirteen, we had like twenty eight, twenty seven percent voter turnout. So our mayor was elected with like what thirteen percent of the vote. <laughs> what do you think of de Blasio? Really? Well, de Blasio was my city council person for eighteen for eight years, and he was horrible. Uh, he's, so you live in Park Slope. I live in Park Slope. Oh, so we live in a similar area. Well, he de Blasio would do things like you know lift um, uh, the zoning requirements for his buddies that were building you know condominiums and whatever, and not give back any CBAs, community benefits. For right. these things, and they would just see him go up and up and up. Like if you go down Fourth Avenue, Park Slope, you've probably been by there along the Marathon Route. You just see all these luxury high rises going up, and there's nothing being back to the community. Meanwhile, a community starving for firehouses, for schools, for you know affordable housing. We don't have those things anymore. Is Park Slope okay? So Park Slope is sort of like past late stage gentrification, I would say at this point. Like, now we're really starting to see, like, all the chains just drop in everywhere. Mm. Um, and the mom and pop stuff's even starting to go away, like the artisanal Slope, bullshit. Are you talking it's about? Horrible. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Park Park that ship I thought had sailed. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like, I mean, due respect to where you live, but to me, mm. there's, like, it's like the inner circle of hell in the inferno yeah. going there at like 3 p.m. on a school day because all those horrible Park Slope parents <laughs> are just like the most entitled and then you just see their children that you just like you don't want to have these feelings toward children but you're like you're going to be such an asshole in like 10 years and just make this city so much worse and you just see the entitlement see, I don't I don't oh, get cycle. so first of all I'm a Park Slope parent uh, so I don't know why you call me entitled I fucking no. work my ass off no, no, and no, I live no, fair enough. Oh, paycheck come to paycheck on. Tommy's in his heart very green. Come on. I, I mean, it's in the green brand to shit on your greens. Yeah. When, when I moved here to, to New York uh, um, to some almost 27 years ago now, I lived in Park Slope. I lived on Park, uh, Prospect Park West. I had a basement apartment, two bedrooms for about 600 a month. What? Yeah, 600 a month oh, for a basement apartment. How'd that get fucked up? Uh, <laughs> well, the building went co-op. Oh, and, boo. You know, I had a friend that lived in a neighborhood, and her building went co-op. And mm-hmm. uh, they didn't even give us first refusal. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, hey, at least give I us, an, you know, let us make an offer on this place so that we don't have to move. But I slowly, I, you know, I saw that... You know, everything was just slowly changing. I lived there for like three, four years, yeah. and everything was slowly changing. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to live here anymore, <laughs> and uh, to you know, to help stop this. And then I had to move. Uh, I moved to Harlem. I do believe, yeah, I moved to Harlem at the time. Harlem's well, expensive as fuck. Now it's expensive. I mean, when I first moved there, you know, three bedroom apartment. Fifteen hundred bucks. What? What? Fifteen hundred bucks. I lived in uh, the Hamilton Heights. Yeah, Hamilton Heights in uh, in in Harlem, and I, you know, I was a, I could walk across the bridge to Yankee Stadium, and uh, even that in like three four years, Mm -hmm. our rent was over nineteen hundred. So wait, what's what's worse right now for um, urban populations? Um, greenhouse gases or white people? Oh. <laughs> Take this oh seriously. Actually, I was just say just rich people. Yeah. <laughs> rich people. Yeah. How long have you, James, how long have you been in, Pars- in uh, Park Slope? Uh, it'll be 19 years. Okay. So how many of your neighbors that you moved in, when you moved in there, how many of your neighbors that didn't own are mm-hmm. still there? None. None. Everybody's None. gone. Everybody. And what's replaced them? Are you, uh, do you like and the how people you that have replaced on? them? Oh, so it's two questions at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Tommy's fault. The only yeah, reason ahead. I managed to hang on was my wife had the foresight to mm-hmm. buy a building in Park Slope 20 years ago before, you know, everyone was like saying, yeah. what are you doing? Why do you want to buy? In the, why do you want to be in that neighborhood? Blah, 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 blah. You know, but it, she didn't have the money. She had to borrow money from her parents and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, but she was smart enough to buy a place where it had a rental unit so that she could use that to help pay for the mortgage. So and smart. to pay back her dad. So, smart. but she was such a genius. Is she running for public office? I always <laughs> want her to. I really want her to. But she's she really should. Shy. She really should. <laughs> like these, you know, everyone's met my wife, and they're like, she should totally run. They've tried to encourage her, but she's. No, won't do it. Yeah, she's your Michelle. So if, what you, is your if, wife? if you get elected, it's like a twofer. 
Like that was kind of the or bonus. Or Hillary, but I mean, that's like yeah. the evil side. But uh, I don't yeah, know. but Bill's not a bonus Jonas. Michelle's a bonus Jonas. <laughs> well, Hillary was a bonus Jonas. She sort of did the like. Um, she's the reason like that. Like everybody really started talking about socialized healthcare. No, I'm in talking this about country. Bill. But, no, but regardless Bill's, of how Bill's many people she's killed, Jonas. you're not like you're not thinking like gotta get Bill back in the White House so we can finger more interns or whatever. Like, I mean, no. no. Somebody. I mean, it is, is a very green way of washing your person. one finger. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you guys, I'm just trying to stay on brand. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you were going to be electable after this podcast? Think again. Yeah, oh, the no, rebranding. It's called unelectable. <laughs> well, like we said, the interview started off showing that we're unelectable based yeah. on discussions, but yeah, 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 we're yeah. totally electable. We just need to get people to come out and vote but how for do us. We, okay, so that's the shift that I'm interested in because it yeah. seems to me, okay, can I ask a question just to gauge where you're at on this? Sure. Do you think it would have been better if Hillary Clinton had been elected? Long term for the country. Oh, wow. Long term's a hard question, though. Well, you I'm do just long saying, term in there, and that changes the whole question. I find, fuck it. Just say do you think country. it would have been better for the country? Exactly. Sorry. Thanks, Karen. You're welcome. Um, Apology accepted. Well, <laughs> would it have been better? It's hard to answer. Would it have been better than what we have now? Easy answer, yes. Okay. Um, at least I wouldn't see like my rights getting taken away and have uh, this other guy, you know, this religious right guy waiting in the wings for when, you know, the president gets impeached, you know. <laughs> and what's worse? I don't know what's worse. Doesn't Mike Pence look like he's three tinier Mike Pences stacked on top of each yes. other? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike scary. Pence looks like a nightmare that sends you a hideous dick pic on Grinder and you block immediately. He looks yeah. like he would send you a picture of just from the neck down and you're like, oh, okay, show me your face. And he's like, no. And then you meet him person and it's too late <laughs> she's wearing late. your skin <laughs> james what do you uh, think we do laugh uh, so so here's here's my feeling about about elections so usually what happens is we'll elect either a democratic or republican president right and so the republicans always perceived as the horror show mm -hmm. and so it's always outrage like for example when bush was president Everyone was out in the street protesting the wars, protesting everything. When Reagan was president, everyone was out and protesting, protesting this cut, this cut, this cut. Mm -hmm. When the Democrats are president, everyone sort of takes a back seat. They say, oh, you know, hey, you know, Clinton's in office. Everything's great. You know, we're yeah. living in a time of prosperity. But yet, you know, we have things like, you know, <laughs> taking away welfare rights, taking away this. Crime you know. bill. You're right. Crime bill. Actually, more bombing on, on Iraq than, than anything yeah. after the war, after Desert Storm was over. Mm -hmm. um, and same thing with Obama. You know, I know I used to get a lot of hate early on before you know, he actually became president because a lot of things he was saying worried me. Like he yeah. said, I was not for the Iraq war, but I was for bombing Afghanistan. That was a not bad Barack. I heard you even try to tone it down, but it's in there. You just got a little yeah. hotter in everyone's eyes. Oh, we it. It's a podcast. It's do it again. Audio. Do it again. Do it again. It's really upsetting to me because I'm still like, oh, okay, so you were for bombing these brown people, but not those brown people. So that really upset me. And then he's mm -hmm. like, I'm for glean, you know, clean green energy, like nuclear power plants, and my head just started spinning. Exploding, <laughs> exploding. Oh my goodness. So, so under a Hillary Clinton presidency, on the on the outright, things might have looked better, mm. but they would have gotten progressively worse. Yeah. Um, I mean, like we said, Obama deported Millions of people. Three million. Right? Three million. I mean, Tommy's been you know? screaming this on our podcast right. for years. And we, yeah, True. every May Day, I would go to the May Day rallies at Union Square and videotape it. And all these people would come and run to me, telling me their stories, showing me their ankle bracelets. Like, look what's, please tell our story. Let people know that we're being deported. Our families are getting ripped up. Yeah. One of the, the most, for me, I'm an adoptee. I'm just going to jump. Do it, things. do it, do it. Uh, I'm an adoptee. And there is an adoptee, his name is Adam Krapser. Uh, he's born in Korea, he's brought to America, right? He's brought into an abusive American family. Um, one thing led to another. He left that family, not by his choice, but he was relocated to another family, and then got into another abusive family situation where they actually threw him in jail because he, they kicked him out of the house, and all he wanted was his Korean Bible and some rubber shoes that he had. Like little, you know, when he was like 16 years old. They threw him in jail. I think he spent like three years in jail. What? what? Sorry to laugh because it's just so ridiculous. It, um, it's ridiculous. What? And yes. Is he an American citizen? Is it, well, so here's, here's the punchline. So, you know, he was trying, you know, he served his time or whatever. He's, this is like 
20 years later now, 30 years, I think. Served his time for what? The for, sh- is it has for, to do with the jelly shoes or what Yeah, for, for trying to get into oh. the, the parents' house. Like, they pressed charges against <gasps> their own adopted son that they should actually be the guardians for. <gasps> but anyway, mm-hmm. so go ahead. You know, 30 years in the future. So he's married. He has three kids, another on the way. And he's trying to get, like, steady work and trying to get a green card, right? And, it, you know, because it turns out that he was never, even though he was adopted by two sets of abusive American families, they never did anything to make him a citizen. So, of you course. You don't just automatically, that to me seems like that should be an automatic. Exactly. If you are adopted it, into an American family, you should, should automatically be. It should be. be a citizen. And this is the thing. And he's not the first one this happened to. So long story short, oh. last year, last November, I believe it was, right during adoption where this month, he was deported while his no. wife. Yeah, well, his wife is expecting her kid. He's deported to a language that he doesn't. He's born in America. I mean, he was raised in America. He's he doesn't American. speak Korean. Right, right. And he was sent oh. back to Korea, not knowing the language. I know how to read it, how to speak it. And by the way, Koreans are not that chill about you being Korean but not Korean. Exactly. And this isn't the first time this happened. It happened uh, a few years ago. I can't remember the adoptee's name right now. He was sent back to, like, a South American country. And and sadly, he got killed. You know, he was trying to get money together to come back home to the country that he knows. And in that mess, he got killed. And so they actually have an adoptee rights bill that's somewhere in the house right now to, to... you know, say that if you've been adopted by American families, you should be citizens. But yeah. but oh, Adam sort of the, fell outside of that. That yeah. What's the difference between people being brought here on ships and that? Well, that's what I said. Thank you, Someone sister. Someone just being I brought over that. here against their will. I know it's evil. That's like so. I'm no. like getting chills. Yeah. Well, that's how I that's said. It. I was I was at a hearing. And I said exactly that. I said being a person of African descent and being <laughs> given up for not given up, but but put into adoption. And being told by New York State that I am not allowed to find who my birth parents are. That's what happened to you. That's what happened to me. Like, I didn't know I was adopted until I was 23 after both my parents died. And then... Thanks for reading his website. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I only no, sacrificed okay. for the show. No, no. But then after I found out, I was like, okay, I'll do whatever I need to do, become executive of state for my adoptive parents. Now, where's the information about my mother and father? Oh, sorry, you're not allowed to see that. Well, so I had to go on a hunt for 25 years to find my own mother. Well, okay, wait, were you adopted from this country or brought here from elsewhere? No, I was, I was born in New York. Okay. Queens, New York. Wow. It's some, another country to some people. What's the big <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're looking at one. Um, what's there the big go. deal about finding your, was the information not available? Was it not accessible well, to you? Did you murder your adoptive parents? And no. They were like, no more parents for you. So in 1935, <laughs> we had this New York governor, Governor Lehman. Uh, he got like Lehman Brothers. Yeah, kind of like that, but Same I don't think it's family. related. Okay. Uh, but he he you know okay people don't like me to talk about this, but I will say it because this is your show. <laughs> you know I'm very <laughs> and candid. I feel like you're a talker. And I am a talker. <laughs> I'm very shy, but you know certain issues that fire me up, I will tell you. So this governor, he actually got adopted children from Georgia Tan. This notorious Georgia Tan. She ran an agency where she would take poor. White babies, I mean, (laughs) white babies from poor families (laughs) and sell them to rich families. It was like a puppy mill of babies. Puppy mill babies. So like Joan Crawford, that's where Joan Crawford got her babies from Mm -hmm. Georgia Tan, Governor of New York. She should have written them a thank you. Yeah, exactly. Adopt, don't shop. So so this governor (laughs) signed a bill saying that, you know, adoptees are not allowed to have rights to their their this is specific to New York State. Yeah, there's 40 I'm not states in this. The logic. Yeah, no, there's 40 states in this country that do not allow this right. And the reason is part 40? of the thinking. Yeah, 40 states. Four zero. Four zero oh states in America <laughs> that do not allow adoptees the right to connect. And now, oh are God. the are the parents who gave them up the biological parents um, allowed to look up their children that they gave up for adoption? Well, so it depends on the state. Some states have a state registry where the parents could fill it out. Uh, but in like in my case, I didn't know I was adopted. Oh my so God. I never knew you know, about this registry. I had to go hunting and searching. My mother, I found her four years ago. After how long? After, well, after t- my 25 years of searching. Mm-hmm. So she told me when I first met her, one, are you, are you mad at me for giving you up for adoption? And two, <laughs> I prayed for 48 years that I would see you again before I die. So this is not the story of some mother that just gave up her child for adoption so she can go live her merry life and, you know, do whatever. She, she always talked about me. I had two half-sisters. They knew about me their entire life. 
So my half-sisters were being raised with a ghost. So, and there's a lot of other mothers that are out there like that, but because of these laws, they're not allowed to reach out to their children, to tell them stuff about why they were given up for adoption, tell them stuff about their, you know, health history, to tell them, wow. like, anything about their origins. And like you said before, it is like slavery because there's been money exchanged in this transaction. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a human life has been given from one set of people to another set of people. Totally without it's, their consent. I, James, is... I will promise I will write your screenplay. And <laughs> take all the credit for it. Wow, that was so touching. Recast it with Israeli children. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll recast oh it with goodness. white people only. Yes, I, I just want to do justice. And make a lot of money. So it sounds like your access point is like very much about people being able to define their families as they want to and and the government not getting in the way. Exactly. What's your access? Plus it's too hot outside. It's so, but can I tell you, this is my favorite weather. We're all smelly. We're all (laughs) too damn high. You know, I don't have to tell you or you. My rent is like not so high. I know mine's I have okay like too. a pretty chill <laughs> landlord in Prospect Heights who's like had the building forever and isn't an asshole. That's oh, cool. Um, wow, lucky. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a cunt. Let's yeah. continue. Okay, so Persephone, what's your access point? Why why politics is like this the form? Because I have questions. Like when also, I Google you look both young. of you. How old are you? Uh. Am really? I allowed to ask? Yeah. You can ask. Um, I will be... I'll tell you I'm 12. <laughs> <laughs> you look Your turn. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I will be 47 come get September. Get shut the, the fuck, fuck out. <laughs> you must get that so much. Black. I get it. Don't crack. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. And all I can wow. say is, Are you, you know what they say. Are you 1,010 years yeah, old? I'm 97. <laughs> this, this <laughs> like I said, like I always tell my friends, black don't crack. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it's so much nicer when you say it than when Karen says it. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping I'd get a yeah. chance to say it before anyone else did. I'm actually 11, and I look really rough <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's amazing so what why why politics of well everything? um i honestly uh i'm i i never was interested in politics uh before this last election and um even though i was living in massachusetts at the time i was like where okay. were you in like New- northampton yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't want wow. to say that I profiled you. How did you know? <laughs> well, what, how, how did you know? What was your calculus? Um, I don't know. Just a wild guess. <laughs> just a wild Explain guess. Explain it for people who It's like aren't a queer utopia. Yeah, is that a fair a, way to? Yeah, that's a fair way to, to put it. It's a queer utopia. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, you know. Is it a dick doc the neighborhood? <laughs> well, it's, no, it's not so gay men, actually. Dick no, doc is more like I have no frame of reference. Well, I'm because, a new lesbian, yes. Well, because of, Karen, you know, Karen fingered a girl, so she's a lesbian now. Because <laughs> Smith University is right there, which is yeah. a, a famous women's college. And, um, well, and so. It, and it's, it's full of lugs, right? Is that what they're called, right? <laughs> That's what they call it. <laughs> a lot of people. But I know a lot of people who went to Smith, and they're racial? not lugs. There's, they're still pretty gay. <laughs> I'll let Persephone explain what I'm like. Lesbian wait. until graduation. <laughs> but, it's like they know me. I mean, I mean, uh, bullshit. Yeah, whatever. But I did. I made a promise to myself that I would somehow try to get involved. And but. Uh, circumstances brought me back to New York City, and I was like, "Oh, what am I gonna do here in New York City?" And uh, but you know, so I started helping my my roommate Gabe with uh, Green Party stuff. And hi, Gabe. And I went to a a Green Party meeting. I wasn't green at this time. Um, and how long ago? Time timeline. Uh, this? this would have been January, February. Cool. Um, just January and February that yes. just happened? 2016 yeah. or yeah. this 17. year? 17. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, Persephone's moving quickly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do everything fast. <laughs> Dive <laughs> in. Almost everything. Dive in. Uh, but, um, uh, and... I was at a meeting, and so I was like, man, I wish I could do something. And someone comes up to me, well, why don't you run for something like city council? I'm like, um, well, I don't know if I can. I don't have any qualifications. And they're like, well, you're a vet. And Are you? Yes, I am a of vet. Of animals or the army? No, no, <laughs> of the Navy. <laughs> I mean, you're you, in you the see Navy? who you're speaking to, right? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> what were, were you ensign? Is that what they call you? What no, I was that? not. I was not an officer. <laughs> I was a petty officer. Uh, petty officer. Does that mean that you just like, that great? God damn it. Let me get one thing out. <laughs> um, 
XOXO Persephone. Uh, I, I was, uh, um, I was special forces. Um, Thank you for your service, girl. Thank you. Thank you. Never, ever, Thank you ever for your service. No, it's don't for me. You don't like that. It's more for no, me than no, for no, you. No, 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 Wait, why don't you I like that? I love to thank service huh? people and firefighters. Because uh, a lot of us joined the military either because we had no choice mm-hmm. um, or we just did it and, you know, we just did our job. It's not nothing yeah. to be, you know, you don't go and thank the guy who works at, you know, Burger King. Or, I literally do. Or so. Well, I mean, you thank them, <laughs> but you service. don't thank them for their service. No, I do. I, here's the thing, you know, I say it to everybody. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, okay, so then it's okay. I said it to Shelby. I mean, it was a joke. Um, I mean, you should be able to like establish whatever you want around that, but like, do you, I, the, the way that I see that is that, that's different. It's just that like, a person at Burger King is not like risking their life in in a way. Who knows? I mean, it depends on the neighborhood That's you're true. in. Sometimes. That's a good you're right. point. You're right. <laughs> and somebody's right. got to make those fucking burgers. So, so yeah. you were in the Navy when? Can I ask uh, that? From night the end of eighty eight to actually uh, ninety five. Wow, you really are forty seven. Um, <laughs> I so, can't, still can't get over it. No. So, what was that like? I mean, was it horrific? Was it amazing? Well, let's see. I was, <laughs> I, I was in the first Desert Storm action. You um, were in the Persian Gulf. Yes. Yo, and that was a crazy time because that was like yeah. a lot. The Navy was really prominent in that war. Uh huh. And holy uh, shit! Did you murder uh, anybody? I mean, oh. kill in the army. <laughs> 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 This is Karen. Honestly, I can say I don't know. I I am running for public office. I'm trying to phrase things Um, well. So it's like, um, but I remember that time because uh, we couldn't do a lot of shore leave because, uh, well, you're Americans and, uh, Mm. you know, the area that we're in. You know, shore leave may be problematic because right. we were around like Turkey and Greece and the Persian Gulf. Bunch and of sand, really. <laughs> yeah. Could you go to Kuwait, which I hear is a shithole? It it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kuwaitis, close your ears. <laughs> yeah, but I heard Baghdad was pretty cool uh, until like you know. Yeah, until we yeah. destroyed it. Yeah, did pretty we? much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Well, oh, I all I, I, I've only all the, all my information about Baghdad comes from the Outcast song. So I. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of enough. I thought they were over and not on. Um, um, I'm sorry. It's a burden to educate me. Uh, um, but, you know, getting into politics, you know, I, I took a little bit of time to decide whether or not I was going to run for something. You know, I kind of pulled my friends. I'm like, if I ran for a public office, would you vote for me? Because Facebook, this is what you do on Facebook because there's nothing better to do. This is what you do. And that's what I love about you. Put so out there a, lot of, a lot of people said, hell yeah, you know. I'm like, well, it's city council. If you live in my district, you can vote for me. But, um, you know, I got a lot of a lot of support. And so I'm like, OK, I'll do this. And we started up our campaign a little over a month and a half ago, pretty much. So what are you running on? What's the thing? Like you're talking about housing. Um, mine is, is affordable housing, anti-gentrification, uh, education, um, uh, uh, police reform. Okay, so talk about that a little bit. Where, where this city, where, where is where is the relationship between the NYPD and the rest of us? And what about pollution? What about pollution? Yeah, what about I don't know. Isn't green green well, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm really big on sustainability and uh, you know, like green energies. Uh, you know, like uh, yep. uh, wind power and solar. Definitely solar. I did a paper in college on solar energy, so I'm like really a big fan <laughs> of it. <laughs> it was forced into you through all that Lexus Nexus thing. <laughs> well, you're dark, so the sun is your friend. You know, for me, I oh, just that's like racist. that is totally oh, racist. That's is racist. it? It's racist. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. Let's dark, clear this up on the show. Let's this up. Are you oh. seriously looking at me with my skin? Look at him. I'm going to put Tommy in this. And tell me it's racist to say that we Can get burned Can I tell you something, more? though? Can That's I tell you racist? something? Can I just tell you Gay something? Gay burns. I burn. I burn. He's yes, I'm saying. burnt. Yeah, I know. So I, that that I, was, I, I was raised in Hawaii. I know I burn. No yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Which island? Not that uh, I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one that every... Well, the one that most people My cousin lived in Hilo. Is that on a That's the big island that's okay. hawaii what's the one with the coffee kona? that's kona that's the big island again i have so <laughs> many easy googleable questions for <laughs> you know, guys right? they're nothing on the city Where council the but I, I, I lived on oahu um north shore kailua 
um, Kaneohe, uh, near the Marine Corps Air Station, because my mother was in the Marine Corps. Um, Your single. legacy. Yeah, you don't understand how much of a legacy I am. Yeah. So tell us a <laughs> little tell bit. Tell us. I'm, what does that mean? This is very interesting. Uh, my family can trace their military service all the way back to the Civil War. Whoa. Yeah, and wow. And that was kind of pushed in you know, ingrained in me. So I, I felt I had to join the military. Which side did your family fight on in the Civil War? Well, I don't know if you had... <laughs> Racist! People that can't see, Stephanie gave the look. <laughs> I'm just checking. I don't know, I know what... it's a podcast, but I check out our Instagram and no. understand why it's so funny. They were cannon fodder, cannon fodder for the North. Because <laughs> that's what we were. Yeah, yeah Cannon yeah. fodder for the North. Yeah. Um, uh, this silly. Damn uh, good doing but, it. Uh, That's amazing. So, but your parents are both sides or um, military families. My dad, who I only recently reconnected with, um, he left when I was like six. Oh yeah, it was six because Star Wars had come out. Oh shit, nineteen seventy-seven. Six, six. Ooh, mm, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Don't try to out nerd me. Are you me. geeky? Are you geeky? I am uber geeky. Oh, what's your geeky thing? What's Persephone your thing? Year. I have so many things. Are you like a comic book geek? Are I like am a, a comic book geek. I am a video game geek. I am a tabletop role playing geek. Um, I'm what's a music that? geek. Uh, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, like a game, like a board yeah. game. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, um, do you dress up? Are you into cosplay and that? Yes, shit? I was in a article in Vice uh, about being black and trans and uh, into cosplay, and that's a very vicey like? article. That is a very vicey. That is article. the viciest article I've <laughs> ever Does heard of. Does it give you a leg up in cosplay <laughs> to be already trans? No. What is it like, actually? Okay, so this is interesting. Were you out when you were in the military? No. Was that difficult for that you? That was the don't ask, don't tell years. It seems like a not <laughs> chill years. place to be out. Yeah, especially back no. in the freaking day. Although people always talk, they don't talk about it being the queerest, but people always talk about the Navy jokingly being the gayest. Because that song. <laughs> in the Navy? Yes. And but, the fucking cute outfits, come on. You know what's interesting? That was reasonable. <laughs> there was this um, theater historian named Oscar Brockett who died a few years ago. He'd probably be like in his 90s now, but he was in, I think he was in World War II in the Navy and he was gay, but he like, it was the World War II, so he married a woman and had a kid after that. And he talked about just like all like when they would be like with the Australians, the Australians walked around naked all the time and how it was the <laughs> best, best, best experience. So th- what I'm asking is, was it the best time ever? Was everyone just naked and fucking everywhere? Well, besides the, the war and whatever. Unfortunately, it was like I, a carnival cruise. Unfortunately, I'm a lesbian. So, oh. <laughs> well, no, lesbians are good managers in my experience. I work for lesbians. So this is great. This is the, you should you have used the this. same entire lesbian story. Persephone. Sarah Jane Smith, lesbian. That's your campaign slogan. Boom, done. Lesbian, I'm trans woman. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but no, that's interesting. So, what was was the was the military a place that you like have like a negative association with? Your um, time there? No, I, I mean I I am grateful for the time that I served because I learned a lot of skills. You know, discipline, and I learned electronics, and I. Learned a lot of stuff. <laughs> and what insight does it give you into boats? Well, into boats, but more into like the <laughs> NYPD, into like militarism. Well, okay. One of the biggest insights um, that I always, you know, when my friends talk about uh, police brutality and everything and how they shoot first and ask questions later, I'm like, yeah, the military doesn't do that. We actually have rules of engagement. Hmm. Um, the police seem to not have anything of the sort. Hmm. Because they will shoot first and ask questions later. Why do you think it's so, the police that deals with civilians is so much less disciplined in that regard than the military, which deals with combatants that you are actively trying to... I think it's just the whole brotherhood that they're all a part of. It's us versus them. So we have to strike first and we have to, you know, make sure we put the threat down before anything happens. So they think it's small potatoes because they're like, this is just a brown person. But on a national level, when you're in a war, you're like, this is a country. Yes, this is a country. And you have to make sure that, you know, your target is... The one that's shooting at you or the one that's, you know, going to do you harm. You don't just start opening fire. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there are rules of engagement and you, you ask you actually ask questions first. You challenge. And then if it comes down to it. it, it, The violence is used as a last resort when it comes to the military. Um, But 
that isn't that, that doesn't seem to be the way for the police. It's that's always the first option, and it's like, well, I felt uh, you know I felt threatened for my life. Well, what do you mean? This guy was standing twenty feet away from you, so, you know, hands up. How do you feel threatened? <laughs> you have body armor, you have guns, you have tasers. Why didn't you pull out your taser? So, you know, why'd so you pull out your gun you, first? What would you do, especially considering how resistant the police are to like oversight? Or anything like that. Like, they didn't want to do the cameras. They wouldn't do any of it. Well, I'm not saying I, they're all shitty, but they, like, don't like it. Uh, um, well, uh, I I would require body cameras. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that uh, in the military, we, um, at least, uh, more so now than back when I was in, that uh, if you are... You're you're wired up. You have you know, especially when you go on operations, you're wired up so that they can get video and stuff. There is video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if something happens, you can bet bet damn well be sure that there is video of this because everybody in your squad is going to be wired up. Um, what have your experiences been like with the police oh, in this city? All right. Well, let me start with this. Uh, back when I was pretending to be a dude. Um, <laughs> I got hassled a lot because I was perceived as this, you know, black man in New York City. Um, I got harassed. It wasn't, it, it, I actually now more so as a black trans woman, I am harassed more. Um, I By the police. Yes. If I'm standing on the corner, uh, they think I am a sex worker and that's the first thing to go for. And, you know, and... They always Is it because they I'm all want to fuck you? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand either. It's just one of those things. Uh, you know, you see a black trans woman, the first thing that comes to people's mind is, oh, you you must be a sex worker. Not that I have anything against sex work. I mean, work is work, you know, and especially if you have bills to pay. Um, but it, And you can't get jobs because people don't want to hire you. Right. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> so... Uh, my interactions with the police, I, I I do my best to steer clear of them. Um, I you know I I don't make eye contact because that is perceived as a threat, and you know. <laughs> Are they all Dobermans? <laughs> They're like the same rules for my biting dog before we got exactly. rid of them. James, what are your experiences well, like? Well, a lot of my experience I might have to say for our screenplay that we're working on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a comedy, so don't generous. forget. Yeah, yeah, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just give you like quick little bullet points. So when I was 15, I was uh, unjustly arrested by a racist cop that told me to get the fuck on the train or get the fuck off the station while I was waiting for a friend. I tried to explain it to him. I'm waiting for my friend, you know, and I'm waiting downstairs where the token booth is supposed to be where the safest part of the, you know, station is. He says, he says that to me again, and I'm like shocked again. I'm like, but I'm waiting for a friend. He's like, oh, you want to do it the hard way, huh? So then he comes up to me. Remember, I'm a skinny little 15 year old kid. He comes up to me, puts the handcuffs on me, takes me upstairs. Calls for backup, <laughs> and you know, and I'm like, "What is going on here?" Really finally, like, sir, do you feel backup? like a big man? Yeah, and so my friend finally comes, and he's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I'm getting arrested because you're late." You know, <laughs> I don't <want> say. <laughs> you know, I'm 15 credit years where old. credit is due. Yeah, I'm like, c- c- "Get your mom, right? You're 15, still, yeah. right? <laughs> get your mom." And so he runs back home, and he goes to get his mom. And then so this cop's backup comes. It's a, so the r- racist cop, of course, big white guy. The backup comes, this black guy. Uh, they walk me up the stairs and they start walking me to the police car. While they're walking me to the police car, my friend's mother comes tearing down the block. What are you doing with that boy? Leave him alone. What are you doing? And he, the white cop's like, don't mind. You mind your own business, lady. And my, my, my friend's white. Mind your own business. You know, this doesn't concern you, whatever. And so they put me in the police car. So I'm at 95th and, and Center Park West. They take me up to 125th Street. And I still get chills when I go to that place. Um... And all along the ride, this cop's talking about these freaking punk kids who didn't take this kid in the park, beat the shit out of him, leave him for dead in the park. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, and you just know. What? Wait, what year was this? 1980? Yeah. How old are you? What? What the hell's going on here? <laughs> How am I the <laughs> oldest looking person are at this fucking table? Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get bit in 1542? What the fuck is happening? And can you bite me? I'm aging rapidly. I just had celebrated my 52nd birthday. Yeah, you did. Oh, my goodness. What's happening? 
<laughs> Don't stand next to me in the picture. I'm <laughs> I, I play in a metal band, so whenever I'm like hanging out afterwards, oh people are like, you're, you're what? No, I don't believe it. You look at the IG, what the hell? And I'm like, man, it's the metal. Yeah. The metal gets the metal. <laughs> I'm more into ska. Yeah. <laughs> ska core. Uh, I used to be so into Save Ferris when I was in high school. Remember Save that? Ferris, yes. <laughs> that was my favorite. They did that cover of Come On Eileen. Come On Eileen, yeah. yeah. With all the oh. trumpets, very ska. So anyway. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so long story short, uh, you know, they, they sort of wrote my name in a book. You know, called my mom and said, if he doesn't get in any more trouble in the next year, mm. you know, nothing will happen. I'm like, any more trouble? I was just waiting for a train. Right. <laughs> right. And so I get home and my mom, as supportive as she is, she says, oh, so I guess you learned your lesson not to talk back to a cop. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. It's my fault. <laughs> flip side, my friend's mother calls up. Oh, my God. Is he OK? Because she saw like how traumatized I was. I'm like, what was going on? She's like, well, you know. We have to, you know, my, my friend's mother's like, we have to go to the precinct and file a report against this cop. We have to do this. And my mom's like, no, no, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's kind of like when you're standing from the outside and you're seeing somebody work really, really hard. You're like, how can you be working that hard? And that's like the white mom looking at your mom just like, all right, keep your head down. That's like, mm-hmm. this is the day-to-day thing. And, yeah. She's and, in it like she's working. Yeah. But, it's but a it's sh- a, oh, you go. No, no, it's a shame that, you know, parents have to teach their kids differently. Black parents will teach their kids you know right. just be respectful to the cop you know keep your head down don't talk back you know it, it, that way you can get through this alive whereas a white you know a white couple is going to tell their kid you know the police are right they're your friend go to them if you need some help it's, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah and it, this is the unfortunate <laughs> thing so like what we were talking about before it's like why is this police force like that it's like if you have a bad child and you consider continue to let them do bad things like if they're going around you know, burning the, the neighbor's cat mm-hmm. and, and, you know, tying the dog up to a fence and doing... If you let them do bad stuff... Do you and... know my sister? <laughs> <laughs> is she on the force too? <laughs> but if you continue to let them do bad things and don't hold them accountable for those actions, yeah. guess what happens? That creates an environment of, oh, it's okay to do bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, Officer Doolittle did it. I'm going to do the same thing too. You know, and this is the thing that we're talking about. It's also like a... I feel like a Ponzi scheme or like a classic pay it for thing of or pay it back up of you could do it then the next generation can do it and they're kind of also they've got the back of the people who come in next right mm-hmm. this you is know. why we need a civilian review board right. exactly and, and like persephone said say i'm going to go back to persephone all the time because you know <laughs> this is what we do as greens we support each other as candidacies <laughs> persephone mentioned so refreshing. Bo- so body nice. cameras right body cameras are half of the solution because body cameras without Clear accountability and and rules of what you're going to do after you see that footage means nothing. Eric Garner was killed how many years ago? We're coming up on what anniversary? Mm -hmm. And nobody's been indicted for that. Nothing. You know, Pantaleo's still, I don't know, I think he stopped getting overtime, thank goodness. But he's still on the force. Yep. You know, only people, only cops that were suspended were like the black cops that were there, like the supervising female officer, of course, because she's a black female, you got to get her out, and like some other random officer. I would like to have her on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should like totally to get her. To her. That's really interesting. Yeah. I wonder what that experience yeah. has been like for her. Yeah. yeah. And Civilian Review Board. But now, so here's Very the hard. question, because there's such <laughs> yeah. resistance. You have, I, is he from Boston, or did he just work in Boston, Ray Kelly? Oh, well, you know, uh, see, people forget, though, the NYPD, like, they work for us. Mm-hmm. Well, right. yeah, so why but do how we do you like... overcome? So mm-hmm. this is the thing, right? Now, I mean, you already admitted that you're a horrible Park Slope parent, <laughs> <laughs> which we forgive you. That's right. <laughs> Apology accepted. Moving on. Um, but, like... Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to make that happen? How do you push that through? Mm -hmm. I don't understand how government works municipally in this city. Like, and also, this is the other thing. How much of, like, you're citywide. Mm -hmm. Tish James, I didn't, honestly, it took me a minute to know who Tish James was at the beginning when you started saying this. Oh, it's Letitia. I got it. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not on the inside. I'm just learning about city politics because I think, like, a lot of people that live in New York specifically, we come from other places. And, like... I don't, I don't, I just come here and I work, 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 and I don't pay attention, but now I'm kind of paying attention in a way that I never have. So, but how does it work? How do you make this happen? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really good thing. Like, this, well, this uh, I would have to get support from the people in my community, which I'm sure they would support, you know, a civilian review board, because uh, uh, since it's mostly black and brown people that live in my district, they, they're most affected by the police. Um, so getting public support behind it, which... 
we don't have to because there is a lot of public support behind it already. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of getting the city council off their butts to actually, you know, f- you know, come up with a way to implement this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, There's actually a couple of groups even working on a ballot ballot initiative so that we could vote for community control over policing. You know, and it's going to be very specific on cops have to reside in the areas where they're going to police. You can't have cops from coming from Suffolk County to come to Brooklyn to <laughs> look over like Brownsville or whatever. Right. You know, but what if there aren't any or not enough? What if there aren't any or not enough? Yeah, like not enough officers from an area to police that area. Well, first of all, so there's the whole thing of like, do we even need police? Well, I mean, I would argue. In New York City, do you think clearly that that's- yes? I think yes. I think absolutely yes, but this is an area... So you think there's a lot of criminals in New York City? No, I... No. People are opportunists, though, and it's not about the sheer number of people right. who are actively now committing crimes. Right. It's about human nature, which is opportunistic and selfish at the same time that it's social and communal. So people do what they can get away with, and you see that literally in every workplace, everywhere. When you relax discipline, good people get away with nasty shit. Yeah, okay, but James, you lived here your whole life, basically, so what... What was it like during Dinkins? What was it like during Koch? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, how do we? Pre- I mean, how like do we during Beam? Prevent, how do we prevent? I go way back. Yeah, yeah. Like how do we prevent that from going? How I was around during the blackout in '76. Oh wow, <laughs> Son of Sam shit. Great Spike yeah, Lee movie. Exactly. Very underrated. <laughs> Friend yeah. of the show, Patty Lapone has a topless scene. In it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a lot of hairs. Well, you know, there's there's a misconception about crime in the city. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of things that are distinguished as crime, and it's really how the police decide to treat them. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, you know, you, if you go to a lot of clubs, there's cabaret laws that say that you're not allowed to dance in clubs. So you could always have a. Free- actually, as one of the people who kind of helped spearhead that one, that one got struck down. You can actually dance in bars now. Yeah. <laughs> it took a long time. That's it a took a long time. Point. A long time. I did not know that this issue was being battled out. You couldn't that dance this in was, bars. You could not dance in bars. You could dance in a club, you couldn't dance in a bar. Right. This was, uh, yeah, that this was. That was a crime? Yeah. Could be yeah. Uh, the bar could be fine. That feels homophobic. Were... Oh, well, the bar right. could be fine. That feels really homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> we're not having a bar land in here, people. You're under arrest. <laughs> you know who doesn't care about that? Um, immobile white people. <laughs> I bet they didn't even know that was a law. <laughs> wow, I would never have tested that boundary. <laughs> um. That's funny. I like that. Um, so, okay. So interesting. So, when did they relax this? Yeah, this, this was here actually. This was back in I, I I'm pretty sure the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, because it was around it, it, Giuliani. Yeah. He was enforcing a lot. <laughs> I was of still stuff. going out <laughs> clubbing like six nights a week at the time. Get and it, girl. you know, so it was like, you know, we and every we would have this one night uh when uh CBGB's was still around. Um Alfred it was in uh it was in the bar next door yeah. and you know, we couldn't dance. Oh. Although it's like this cool ass goth night. You know, yeah. all we could do is sit around and drink. But we danced, but we didn't because we didn't care. Right. Um, but but yeah, we we're like always talking. We actually talked a lot about the cabaret laws and stuff. It's like you can't dance. This is ridiculous. It's funny. So you used to go to Alchemy too. Yeah. So that's <laughs> awesome. See, we, we have another connection. Did you ever go to Mother? Yes. Oh man, this is awesome. <laughs> so you both are like very like musical. What's your music? What's your musical styling? What do you? Um, your metal, you said. James. I, I mix. I stuff, mean, yeah. I grew up uh, listening to a lot of things because uh, I really love music. I play like eight different instruments. Um, and you're uh, literally, we're having a green party. Bring all of them, and you're playing them. Yeah, we're calling it green <laughs> party. I'm not even joking. Saturday, June 3rd, during Left Forum, oh, we're having a big is, party. Yo, we totally, yeah, you guys also Straight need up. to help us get you the have word to out because it is called Green Party, and it's in honor of the Green Party. So, but this is the thing we got to figure out like some invited, campaign financing. We don't know if we're going to have a bucket. We don't know what we can do, but. Either people are gonna like just show us that they like donated to a green party, or if we can take donations, we'll do that and split it among you guys. Because I know you're matched six to one if you are Something donated like to. Yeah, so at least a, I I know that. You I don't know, know is that true councilman. about you. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um. But anyway, okay. But, you know, so I. What do you play? I, this is nuts. Huh? I play violin, trumpet, trombone, um, a little drums, bass, guitar, uh, piano, um, and ukulele. 
because I grew up in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> James, what do you play? I'm just a guitar and bass guy. That's it? Are yeah. you both singers? I do sing. What do you play, Tommy? What are, what are With myself? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, my favorite style of music is usually like punk, ska, ska core. Um, but I've played in a reggae band. I've played in, um, I played in like, you know, I'll, I'll turn a rock band. Um, back wow. in the nineties, you know. Are you mourning today? Because well, this oh. is going to be in the. T- this Only is been in the Oh my yeah. god! What? I know. Say it. I want to The understand. lead singer of Soundgarden died today. Chris oh, Cornell. Yeah. I know. I heard that I on know. Democracy Now this morning. I was like, no. No. <laughs> yeah. Was he like a lefty figure? Because that's who that? like everybody's like mourning. Really? It's all like these lefties. Well, I know. no, because it's just the whole Seattle thing. Like, do you remember that song with Temple of the Dog? Was him and Eddie Vedder? Yeah. yeah. The Black like, Hole Sun. Song. Oh my God. Do you remember Black Hole Sun? Yeah. I don't. That's a classic. It's I've a never even song. heard of the violin. Black I know, like I'm the mm. least musical person. I don't understand it. I don't get but it. She can dance. Oh my god. We're having a dance. We party. just discovered yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had never danced publicly, but for the first time with um, Tommy, like a second ago. Yeah. It, was it turns out I'm amazing at it. Yeah. You I probably dance I'm pro- like no one's watching. <laughs> it's because they weren't. They were like leave. <laughs> Everyone avert your eyes. This is humiliating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but oh. He's my age. That's what's even more sad. Too. Yeah. You know, he was like such a rock star. Yeah, you know, and um, he was just on tour. He just played a show the night before. Well, yeah. what what was it? It was unexpected. Was it drugs or fucking? No, what happened? probably just. He probably just lived a life, I assume. I don't know. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, he, he just did this whole time with Soundgarden. Oh he did this time without Audio Slave, and he well, just amazing talent, guitars, vocals. People are mm-hmm. also grieving for. Um, Roger Ailes, may he rest in peace. <laughs> God rest his soul. Pieces. God rest his soul. Yeah, just as hard. Yeah, so I actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'll take me seconds to get over it. <laughs> you know how sometimes you can just like see evil on a person? Oh okay, so like oh, really boom. quickly. No, you can't just see evil on a person. No, People you can are complicated. See it, like, eat People are complex. Yeah, that's true. You can't just sniff evil out. That's what's so insidious about evil. No, you can kind of. Sometimes. It looks like regular people. No, it's like no, it the way Roger Skin's like bodysuit. Like, I mean, why don't you just like scream white? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's not even about his size, and it's not. It's just like there's something about. It's not. It's about like the way like he looks pulled into the earth. Like he's, he's being weighed down by all thousand. that. Like yes, but evil. every old person looks that. <laughs> that's way. Sh- I would say evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a Disney he perpetrated like personal <laughs> evil. He was so I know, but he was also just so old. Yeah, yeah. Like old just he looks not evil, old. but isn't evil. Evil separate, but then also old. White doesn't look evil. I love it. But she doesn't look like... Be Arthur called her a cunt. That's a true story. That's a true story. Rosie O'Donnell told it at her uh, her memorial. Wow. That's a true story. uh, Betty White doesn't look like a Disney villain. That's true. Well, she could if she wanted to. (laughs) You know what she is? She's the before. She's the before, like, the evil underbelly is revealed. Yeah. But anyway, okay, so we do this thing at the end of every show called Rapid Fired, and our signature game, we ask you qu- we ask you questions really quickly, and you just answer them like as quickly as you can. It's mandatory, yeah. yeah. Our mandatory. signature game is <laughs> Pass. Fuck, is fuck <laughs> Mary Kill. Yeah. So do you know how to play this game? Yeah, Which yeah. one? Fuck, fuck Mary Kill. Kill. It's my favorite game. So you, you know. Yeah, I give you three you choices. Know. You have to pick one to fuck, You've one to marry, wars, and one to kill. You've lived through 50 wars. You've heard of this. And okay. I bet. I mean, I'll. I could. I'll give you. Okay, ready. Um, so it's number one, <laughs> Bill De Blasio. Ooh. Number two, Sherlane McRae, because I know you're a lesbian. And number three. <laughs> and we've all questioned. I know. Head. And number three, Mike Bloomberg, because I'm gay. <laughs> and so is he. All right. So who wants to go first? You, Persephone. Fuck Mary Kill. One, two, three. Oh boy, Charlene uh. <laughs> McRae is Bill De Blasio's wife for people outside of New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And see, it's tough for us because we're Green Party candidates, so nonviolence is one of our planks. I know. Mm. Do you know so. what happened? Adrian Butadera, who is the national political yes. organizer oh, for the Green Party, no, refused to play. Fuck, he was like. Can I just play shit on Mary Kill? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we okay. were, we're so open. Yeah. We're like, of the Green Party are freaks. They're de- they're down for shit on Mary Kill. But he's still with killing. That's the thing to kill. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. It's fuck Mary shit on. Oh, okay. that's what it was. Right, right, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But it's what not... does that say about me that I substituted <laughs> fuck for shit on? Yeah. But it's not. It's I watched literal, the right porn. But it is literal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't just mean like talk shit. 
<laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Scat snuff porn. <laughs> <laughs> Minus the snuff, I'm nonviolent. Okay. I don't need I don't need the murder at the end. Well, you're wow. green, so you're into repurposing things. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. yeah. Fertilizer. Yeah, waste not. Why okay, not? Persephone, it's rapid fire. Go. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. Bill de Blasio. Ah, fuck. I think, you know, okay. he's a big dude. He's a big dude. I don't know. Sometimes it's like, you know, Game it could be... protesting oh. in the corner. <laughs> Somebody is out bear hunting, but that's cool. All right, next, hey. next. Yeah. We all like a good seven-footer, yeah. Number two, Mary, because she seems really cool. <laughs> she does seem cool. And... Sherlane. Sherlane, yeah. I am a lesbian, McCray. She yeah, wrote that. Yeah. I mean, it's yep. just... <laughs> and we see you. Bloomberg... Uh, I I'd have to shit on him. I yeah. mean, I, I, I there's some things I, I definitely respected about him. Like he would take the train to work, and you know, it, but uh, <laughs> trying to trying to force everyone to stop smoking. Damn it! What what is up with that? Mm. <laughs> I know, but. Don't give me a butt on this. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's every, it's people's choice. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know but. <laughs> Wait, really? I, I agree know. also that it's people's choice. I agree with, I think like, okay, stay away from entrance. Like if I have to walk there, just move a few feet. Yeah. But, I know, I don't on. like a nanny state. You're come right, you're on. right, you're right. Don't tell me how much soda I can drink. Um, but right. I mean, do we need them that big? All right, anyway, James, James, James. <laughs> it's not a need. Nobody needs to smoke or drink soda. It's America. Okay, so what I need to do is I need to go into my bass player of elephant killer mode <laughs> because I can't do this thinking about the green party or whatever. So elephant killer, I get to be as inappropriate or whatever. Oh, it's your Sasha Fierce. It's yeah. my Sasha Fierce. Yeah, it is. So if you ever come to an elephant I killer show, I get that musical reference. In all because we're playing a show with DRI, so come to that show. Right. I yeah. am so gonna be there. Okay. DRI. Oh my goodness. So so now I'm into elephant killer mode. I can even the name's inappropriate. <laughs> All right. So here here's what I would They're do. They're really majestic animals. Yeah. Go. They're so, so social, so I, smart. I would, I would kill the Blasio first. Just kill him. Hell yeah. Right. Good so then you. that way I would fuck fuck his wife. <laughs> and then I would marry the you know, Bloomberg's because he's got that sweet money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Finally, someone uses their head. Thank you. I don't know. I'm just not, you know, I mean, you're talking I'm not about Jew, the money. So, like, I get it. My wife's Jewish. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. I, everything just clicked into place yeah. for me. Well, so are your kids Jewish, too? Uh, just one. Uh, his, his last name is Liebling, so he's our little Liebling. Oh. All right. <laughs> That's so sweet. Like, little love. Exactly. That's what that means. Exactly. That's, That's so sweet. Exactly. That is really little, sweet. Little darling. Um, you should be elected. Yeah. <laughs> I would like yeah, that. I, mean, I, you I would like that way. too. You know, in theory, the numbers are out there for us because there's only like 27% of the people voted last time. That means there's about 70% of people that could vote for us. Right, mm -hmm. right. I'm, I'm getting a lot of the queer support in Bushwick, of course. Yeah, but that's not enough. That's you need to, we need it's... to get you outside of the queer circle. Yeah, I know, but... It's yeah. like comics say, like co gay comics, queer comics, you shouldn't play to gay queer rooms. Like, you should play... That's what I hear them say, mm. like, because that's not the test of whether you're good or not. Right. And uh, I think that that's interesting. Like, get yeah. you outside of queer circles. Eh, it's a good start, though. Yeah. That's what I say. It's a good start. And, like, totally. you know, um, I'm getting, like, I'm getting a decent support. I mean, I'm starting to be recognized in my neighborhood, which is good. You that's know? really and important. People, people know my face. But then again, I really do stick out. Purple hair and all. So. Uh, <laughs> okay, wait. Here's another Fuck, Mary Kill. Ready? Oh, okay. Hillary. Billary. Wait, Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. Oh my God! What is yes. oh, wait. I don't get this. I don't get the multiple partners. <laughs> what do you mean you don't get the multiple I partners? Do. Oh my chill. God! Yeah, Hillbill Chill, first one on this podcast. Wow. Uh, jeez. Oh, uh, <laughs> wait. I know that you're. Wait, gonna wait, wait, wait. I, I mean, so is it yeah. Go ahead. I've, I've already placed my bets. No, it's just Bill, or, Bill, Hillary, and Chelsea. that's what I was trying oh, to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was getting claw. real okay. cute with it. Yeah, oh, she was getting yeah. real cute on this person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. so I don't want to do like a I'm double homicide and then have oh, to. Oh, yeah, I understand. Okay. No, I'm just on the inside as well. Yeah, the Clintons have done that. Okay, that's okay. They're murderers. So. I know this is this makes me so sound like not a lesbian. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck Bill because he obviously, you know, he's got he's, something. He got something. <laughs> um, marry Chelsea, I guess, and okay. uh, kill Hillary. Okay. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Good wow. choices. Wow, this is really uh, even even my dark elephant killer side <laughs> is can't like, even go mm. this way. <laughs> that's the but that's what someone says who's already decided. I, I would have to. 
ask Hillary, how does it feel to be impaled with a bayonet? Because oh. that's what she laughed about. Yes. And yeah. demonstrate, and then that would be that. <laughs> um, I mean, Bill never taught her. See, the thing about Bill, like, you know, having sex with him or, or shitting on him, he'd like all that stuff. So that's no fun. He's nasty. He'd be fun. You so. are mixing He's it up because you already just killed Hillary, but now you're just going to fucking shit on somebody. Is shit on Mary now? No. So it's you know flexible what? with the greens. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll, I'll marry Bill because okay. obviously he hates that. True. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you know you're never gonna have to fuck him. Right. That's how you know. Right, and of course, then the, the last one is Chelsea. So that's all taken care of. Yeah, and um, you know she's like almost a human, so yeah, I feel like she's actually fine. like a, like a. What robot. are we doing to Chelsea? Um, he's, useless he's Chelsea. Her. Yeah, useless. Oh, okay, well, okay. you know what I mean, well, there you go. Then okay. useful in that. Do you know about the Seth Rich guy that like people are saying the Clintons killed? Oh he's yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. WikiLeaks guy. All right, last last rapid fired. Did the Clintons kill? <laughs> Allegedly, Seth Rich, yes or no? But in not your opinion, allegedly. Right yeah, around. go ahead. Uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to answer this because I've been watching a lot of Designated Survivor. Okay, because <laughs> it's an amazing show. It really is. It's so good. Keeper Sutherland, so never better. So so much conspiracy, oh. and, and and I'm just like, I want to say yeah because I, you know, I, I I'm with I, you. I okay, like... Jake. Yes or no? <laughs> uh, allegedly, it's. It's alleged, and there's a lot of <laughs> very good circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Okay, awesome. you know what? I actually have one more rapid fire. like a fired. true Jew. Yeah. One more rapid fire. And like really rapid fired. 9-11, do you buy the official story? Yes or no, James Lane? Of course not. Do you buy the official story? <laughs> nope. Thank you so much. And wait, on that no, note. Wait, no, we're not. Wait, I have, no, we have one more. Okay. Um, this has to be answered in half a second or less. Who did 9-11? <laughs> And with that, we <laughs> end it here. Thank you for tuning in and broadcast. Best episode ever. We don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Too late, too late. Wow. <laughs> this is actually limbo. The Catholics were right. We'll talk to you after the show on the record. Um, this was awesome. Okay, Persephone, how can people find you? You don't have a website, do you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I can be found on Facebook. Uh, Persephone for uh, I don't know. You can listen to the Green Party. Hold on, look at Persephone Sarah Jane Smith on Facebook, and you'll find my page. Persephone, Uh, you need somebody to get on this for you. You Uh, No, I do. Um, Technology for uh, you. Someone out there, come help Persephone. Persephone for City Council at dot nationbuilder dot. Uh, is that an org or a oh com? My geez, oh, com. there are 18,000 words in oh, Come on. <laughs> okay, we'll find it. We're going to tweet it out. James, what's yours? So mine is votejameslane.org. And the hashtag is votejameslane. And the email is votejameslane at Gmail. And Facebook is votejameslane. Twitter is votejameslane. Can so, you hook a girl up uh, well, <laughs> with a hashtag? Thank I, you. I would love to. <laughs> Just Let's get you. We're going to get you. So we're going to need somebody to help you with that. Getting that. that yeah. Uh, get, the, get a website yeah, up. Yeah, Shelby's on it. Get yeah, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I Good am luck. actually a computer nerd. I can do this. All right. We got you. We got you. We're supporting you. Listen, yeah, Sunday, June together. 3rd, Green Party, Bushwick, New York, and Brooklyn. It's Wait, be is that tell Sunday everybody. Saturday. Saturday. Sorry, Saturday, June third. Okay, uh, I have a built-in calendar in my head. Yeah. Tell all your phone. greens. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Be by, it, we're gonna have a big green party. It's gonna be super fun. Byob, byod, whatever B-Y-O-G. you do. Yeah. Hey. Oh wait, wait. Our campaign manager wants to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, please. Up? Wait, jump on. Get on a mic. Yeah, yeah. Hop over here. Persephone Sarah Jane Smith is having her launch party May 31st at Dramadari in Bushwick. It's uh, 266 Irving. Uh, join us. It's fun. Cool. What time? What time? What time? My birthday. Seven, 7 to, to 10, 10 p.m. Nice. All right, and we'll find you on Twitter and all that And shit. Dramadary is an awesome tweet tiki bar in Bushwick. You got to check this place out. It's cool. fun. Awesome. I'm actually heading there right now, so we get oh. to end this. This is awesome. Oh. That's oh. our favorite to Bushwick. Thank this you, is guys. Awesome. This right. is awesome. Green Party is literally our favorite thing. We're Looking obsessed. forward to Anything Green we can party. do to help you get elected. And you know what? All well, of you our, can have me on again. All of our, <laughs> listeners, have, our <laughs> listeners are just saying more green. Never stop with yeah. the green. Yep. We can't wait. And you're going to get it. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. This has been amazing. All right. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Thanks.